The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Brad. And this is Rob. And I'm Dustin. Uh, you guys, I messed up. We got... We, uh, me, uh. I hate him so much, Rob. Kill yourself already. Jeez. Oh, we can't use this one. Because you dropped the F-bomb and you told him to kill himself. Oh, did I say something wrong? Only on Big Heads Media. Yes! Nailed it! God, I hate you guys. Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. All right, man, we got to get into this thing. Wait, 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 wait. Where's my what's up, man? No, no, what's up today? Because we got people and we got things to do. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? All right. Um, no, but Ashley and Joe from Lilo Multiprofs. We had such a great conversation about the fandom last time, and we even said that we felt like there was more to go. And and so, thank you guys for coming back and helping us finish this discussion. You gave us no choice. Well, that's true. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue no. with that. Yeah, no, we, we love hanging out with you guys. Yeah. No, we was, I, we had a blast. I just and thought she was upset. That was that was like right. That was some good like, act. There. It's like you fucking like handcuffed us to this bullshit. <laughs> like holy <laughs> fuck. Um, I went to the Kevin Smith School of Acting. Yes, you did. Well, yes, except you, did. you said something. <laughs> oh that's true i didn't think about that um so this this part of the conversation what i know the four of us want to talk about is more about the toxicity in fandom we didn't get into that as much last last time it was more figuring out what a fan was but i have a couple of things before we deep dive into that that i wanted to bring up only because they've happened since we recorded last, and I think it kind of fits into the conversation. So, the first thing, and I sent this to all of you guys, and I apologize that the way it came out when I sent it, because it, it was meant to be a group chat, and it sent it individually. So, my apologies. But, and Joe, you and I had a bit of a back and forth about this in, in Messenger. There was this skull for Metallica. That this company who created this statue of a hand holding a skull, and it's a beautiful piece. I mean, I would love to own it, but they're billing it as you're not a super fan if you don't buy this. And now, not right. (laughs) Well, I'm not, but yes, because I'm poor. No, but and 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 as much as we were talking last time, skull. I'll go get you a skull, man. Like you want to be a super fan? I got skulls in my basement. I'll help. I was gonna say you live in a skull guy. Yeah. Yeah, we actually do have a skull guy. My best friend since childhood, he's he's the skull guy. He's a weirdo. Of, of course you he's, guys have yeah, a skull he's guy. Like 30, he's got like 30 plus actual human skulls in his house. In in Jersey, if instead <laughs> of it falling off a truck, it fell in front of a truck. That's how you get your skulls. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, look, you guys are from the East Coast. You know I just need to go up to like exit 11 on a turnpike. I'm sure I could find a couple just laying there. Um, <laughs> but no, but. The one thing I will say, and the reason I wanted you guys part of this part of the conversation is you guys have a business too where you sell memorabilia and that's, that's your bread and butter. You know, 
this company is trying to sell this statue that I'm pretty sure they actually either helped create or they're at least the marketers for. So I kind of get where the, you know, you're not a super fan if because they want to generate interest in buying the thing. But I still think it feeds into the discussion we were having about, you know, you're not a fan if you don't have all the stuff, you know? But but that's the outrageous equivalent to, like, you're not a real fan of Ace Ventura unless you get it tattooed on your fucking leg. Yeah, I don't know anyone who did that. I mean, right? yeah. But, so. that's, but that's my point is that there's always this one-upping each other. Right. Like, Oh, you didn't have sex with Metallica? Well, you're not a real fucking face. Like, <laughs> if that if like, that constitutes oh, you didn't murder them, you didn't bury them and play their soundtrack. Well, fuck you, you slight fan. Like, what? Come on. You didn't well, that their child. What? You didn't baptize their child. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you don't uh, shit about Metallica. We, we, so. If you you don't sing Enter Sandman with for lullabying your child, <laughs> I can't wait for you. I can't wait for you to hear the damn it from the last episode, Rico. Trust me. That's going to be fun. Um, anyway, that said, but you're right. And it's funny you guys are like hanging on the Metallica thing. Because the other part I wanted to bring up before we move into toxicity is I was having a conversation with our, our super fan, Jay, our koala spondent, as she's called herself now. And she was... I guess at work when I was talking to her on Twitter, because this was on Twitter. And she said to me, so I've just been asked by my coworker, who are you chatting with? And I told him, and he goes, if he's a real Metallica fan, then what are his three favorite Metallica songs and albums? Why am I not a real fan? Because potentially he doesn't like my choices. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now, it turns out the choices I gave him passed his approval, so I guess I'm a real fan, but, like, come on, you know? My question is, why the fuck does he give a fuck? Well, that's yeah. part of the conversation. Like, that's part well, of what well, I want to, yeah. He's not, even, he's not even, like, hitting you up directly. He's like, hey, man, I heard from Jay that you like Metallica. Let me let me bounce some, like, I, you know, things. Let me, let me see if you're actually a real fan or if you just like Metallica. He's subjecting our only fucking fan in the middle of this conversation. Like, leave her alone. Well, no, She's she was show. fine with She's it, because I educated the crap out of her on Metallica, and she loved it. But that's that's not the point. To your point, Rico, like, why is the question you're a real fan if? You know, like, b- because you, I agree with your choices. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you could, like, you know, Rico, like, I, I, I don't know Sinatra albums, but would, let's say you like different albums than I did of Sinatra. Sure. Does that make me less of a fan of Sinatra than you just because we like different albums he made? No, you not knowing his favorite color like I do makes you a less of a fan than I am. I thought it was but blue. But anyway. No, is it, it's is actually, it blue? No, it's orange. Ew. Yeah. For, for Wait, isn't your logo orange? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like, well, I thought his would be like blue, like like orange. Oh, blue eyes, yeah. Like in because, fashion, then like I thought blue would he, be no, but he kept putting it in fashion. He was you if you look at like color photos, he was like wearing a lot of like orange, like sweaters and shit. And really? his like his handkerchief was usually orange. Yeah. Well, Alright then. Okay, so going off kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. My like I am a fan of Iron Maiden. Right. But my favorite album of iron maiden is actually a live album which obviously is comprised of different songs sure, over sure. their career it's not one particular era of their music 
Right, and you know, not to get into a list discussion because I know that's how fit in like a category that we're discussing. Right, and that's a live album, so that doesn't even like. And like I said, not to get into a live, you know, or a list discussion because that's not so much what this is about. But whenever I, if people ask me something like that, I will give them my top three studio albums, you know, if that's what I'm being asked for, and then also my top three live albums if they have that many. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I've, yeah. I, I've made that but, separation, but yeah. But then there's going to be that one asshole who's going to be like, well, what about when they were interviewed by Johnny Carson or something? Right. What's your favorite version of that when they were on stage on SNL? There's like, always going to be that asshole. Like, yeah. That's what I'm Iron Maiden's saying. never been on SNL, so there's that. But, but then, <laughs> but then you sure can just say, has. but, but that's, that's my point though. It's like, no matter that. that, well. I've heard it to where people have said that if you don't like their original or their debut album, then then you're not you're which, not like a fan. Which, if any real music, no, that's a bad way to phrase it. Let me take that back. But if any music fan or music appreciator knows that the first album is usually not the best album they've a band or an artist puts together. Sometimes it is, but it's not always. You know. So right. I don't just know. just because that's not your favorite of them all, like doesn't. Well, see, and especially this actually leads into what we wanted to talk about, the toxicity, because like there is a level of toxicity even among just Metallica fans. It's not to the level of some of these other things that we're going to discuss tonight, because we have a couple categories I know we want to get into. But like there are, I mean, Ashley, you're an Iron Maiden fan, so I'm guessing that you're also to a degree a Metallica fan enough to know their their library. Am I correct? Yeah, but... You're going to kill me. I'm like a fan of one Metallica album. Well, no, that's fine, because I'm not a fan of any Iron Maiden, so I think that evens out somewhere. <gasps> um, done. Yeah, end I know. This, you, end this right now. I'm done. Which is I'm what you said. I, I, I'm glad Sinatra's safe. <laughs> oh, he just sucks outright. But anyway, so... <laughs> There's no more pot of scale. No more pot of scale. 75% of my family owns, like, most of Sinatra's albums. Like, all the whole Italian side. That's all Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't no. listen to it going to one of their houses. <laughs> but, and, and Joe, if, I'm, I don't know your musical taste, but, I mean, if, it, if you fit into this, too, please, you know, contribute as best you can. But, like... My, Meta- my sounds is all over. <laughs> Metallica's got what's known as the old stuff and the new stuff and the delineating line for that discussion for Metallica fans is the black album the one with Enter Sandman on it that's the line that cuts the old and the new and I know a lot of people don't do not consider you to be a real fan if you don't think Master of Puppets is the best album they've ever put out that's the album I like the best and I mean, it, would you consider 1991 old, their older music? I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 91 so. and before is, and then Load, Reload, Sane Anger, Death Magnetic, and um, Hardwired to Self-Destruct are all their new stuff, yeah. you know? And, you know, to me, without getting into a giant music discussion, because Rico's going to roll his eyes, I know it's coming, um, Death Magnetic is on par with Master of Puppets, as far as I'm concerned. It's almost as good. It's it's very much Master of Puppets. But my favorite album of theirs is Injustice for All. And I take crap for that all the time, because it's not Master of Puppets. You know? 
It just I, I, I like the Black Album because I remember I, in 1991, what I was in first grade, I remember taking oh, the God. bus and hearing it on the school bus. Sure. And then see, I remember seeing, uh, I think it was, I think it was Enter Sandman. I remember seeing the, uh, the uh, music video. Okay. Yeah. On yeah, on back TV. when MTV played music videos. Yeah. And I remember seeing it. So it's it's like very iconic in my memory bank. Sure. It's so, it's an iconic video. It's that it video is. that definitely, definitely li- lingers. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's more of like a nostalgia kind of album for me. So it just is my favorite. And I mean and, also and Sandman is also iconic in New music. York Northeast pop culture because it was big part of Yankees oh. culture. For yeah, so Mary, I, that Mary irks era, me. So. That irks me because. But anyway, um, that's a whole different discussion. However, the you know, it, it, and it's funny that that's the one that you you. Well, you said you like Master of Puppets, but the Black Album is the one you remember because I always say the Black Album is kind of like the gateway to Metallica. Like I yeah. feel like. You had your people who were before the Black Album who were fans, but then the Black Album it drew people into both sides, the new and the old. Like, I, the Black Album is the one I first heard. I know it wasn't in 91. It was in 93, probably, by the time I heard it the first time. But, you know, it it made me go back and find And Justice for All, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, those older albums, you know, and, and had me super excited when Load came out in 1996 because, you know, Metallica puts out a new album every decade or so. Um, but that's <laughs> another conversation, too. Anyway, I I just wanted to... The 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 point of bringing any of the Metallica stuff up was the both the you're not a real fan if you don't buy the thing and also you're not a re- if he's a real fan he knows these these are his right top three like it felt like I was being quizzed opposed to asked my opinion and and that's a fine line like we can have a discussion about your favorites and my favorites and why they're maybe different but don't tell me I'm not a real fan because my top three doesn't line up with yours like yeah no absolutely yeah, yeah you have you can you're you're totally like who deemed him fucking king to say who who is and who isn't right and I'm not uh, listen <laughs> you know Jay's told me a bit about this guy and he seems like a decent enough guy and he liked my choices and he had a whole bunch of cool things to say after that but the way it was brought up was a little weird. You know what I mean? And that's just yeah. the point. So I'm not shitting on the guy because I don't, I mean, he no, could be a perfectly anything, nice be person. That there's a fellow like fan that like you can have fun conversations with. Like, like it would have been interesting to know what he would have said if there were three songs that he didn't approve it, of. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm all for having a great discussion, even if at the end of the day, we don't agree. Like, honestly, like, you know, Ashley going back to Iron Maiden just to finish that off and then we'll move on is, I don't like Iron Maiden, but that doesn't mean that I can't have a discussion with you about why no. and, and things like that. And I'm not going to sit there and tell you that your taste in music sucks because I don't like Iron Maiden. I might tease you because we have that kind of relationship that I can do that, but that's different than just fly out saying you don't know music or you're stupid or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's very different. So, um, and I've got, I've gotten that just because of my taste of music because it's all over the place. So I've heard, I've, I've had comments for the last 25 years. Yeah. I've gotten that from CJ directly. Yes, but that's because <laughs> I can do that to you. Um, <laughs> you know what this whole thing reminds me of? Um, it, 
it reminds me of that scene. There's two scenes in Clerks 2 that kind of go with what we're talking about. Okay. The scene where uh, Elias and the fucking Hobbit fan. Ah, yes. One thing to rule them all. Now, if you remember, they are boosting each other's fandom with love and admiration. Even to the point where they say, all right, dude, how many times? And they say how many times they've seen each of the Lord of the Rings in theaters. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's like, oh, four for return. Oh, five for return. It's like, oh, nice. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm less of a fan because you saw it one more than me. And then the flip side is Randall comes in and he's like, like <laughs> you fucking like hobbit bitches. Like, <laughs> and, and it's the whole There's Star Wars. There's only one return and eight of the king. It's of the Jedi, which is just an amazing fucking line. And then Randall does this whole, you know, shitting all over the rings franchise, which that's when I first saw that, I'm like, I get it. I 100% agree. Um, I also like Lord of the Rings. But here's my point is, I, well, I mean, I hadn't seen, I hadn't understood Lord of the Rings. That was my defense was like, I don't get it. I never read the books. It was not part of my uh, lexicon. It was not part of my my pop culture awareness. I was more of a Harry Potter fan than a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit fan. So at the time, all I'd seen was the movies and it was kind of like, I don't get it. What the fuck is going on? Who's that guy? Why is he short? What's with this ring? Who the fucking, oh, it's just walking. What the fuck is going on? So. It's really fascinating to see. Very dogma. Right. I was. But to see one guy obsessed with his fandom shit all over another person about their fandom is sort of going with what we're talking about. We all appreciate fandom. We all appreciate things. But it's like, oh, well, fuck Star Trek. It's all about Star Wars. And see, that's and that's the interesting thing, Rigo. You know, and I have a point about Clerks too. I want to bring up after this, but the the interesting thing there is like that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and mm-hmm. you just really made me look at it a whole different way because that's exactly what I'm up against too. Is like who makes Randall better than Elias, and the duty makes that up because I don't think we ever get his name, you know. But like what what makes him better just because Jedi or Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. I'm a fan of both series. If I have to pick a favorite between the two, I am going to go Star Wars every time, but that does not mean that I don't like Lord of the Rings. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, well, we, because we're siding with Randall because he's it's Randall. Right, well, that, I guess. I guess you're probably right. I mean, if I can't... If it was the Elias movie, it would have been all about Christianity and Lord of the Rings. And, and Transformers. Transformers. Yeah, yeah, but if you think about it, Lord of the Rings is very not... Christian. I was, I was actually surprised that he was so... Allowed to see it, honestly. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, that's very... They didn't... There was, I was actually like more of a polytheic... Slipped through the cracks. And kind yeah, of right? Right? story. It's not really monotheic. No, but play, I, it was a nice layup for the joke. The it joke was, no, up. totally. And, and, but see, and, and to put a pin on this, I think, unless you guys have something you want to add, but... No, I, I was in a conversation today about clerks, ironically enough, and clerks too. And for me, clerks two is actually better than one. I love well, clerks. I'm, actually, I'm 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 a bigger fan of part two. I mean, obviously, part one holds like a holds a special place in my heart. But part of two, course. I mean, there's I feel like there's more more comedy in part two as opposed to one. Like one is awesome, but as far as comedy goes, I I think. 
two is probably one is it, one pull more punches than they could in the first one. Yeah, two two is more entertaining. That's how I would define it. Like, I mean, you're right, Joe. It's comedy, but like overall, like there's some. I'd actually reverse what you said. In my opinion, there's more comedy in one in that there's these one-liners and these remembering lines like 37 sure. and I'm not supposed to be here today and you know can I get a Gatorade you know for us diehards but if I can if more I more iconic can, one-liners you're absolutely right yeah, if I could compare it it would be like Alien and Aliens yes both both part of a franchise but very different films and the reason why is because they had to be creative with the first one the first one Clerks and Alien had a very small budget and they had to really kind of make you do the storytelling in your own mind. You don't see the funeral. You don't see the, uh, man getting, you know, the dead guy fucking the fucking shit. You don't see. And, and a lot of an alien is the alien in the shadows because they were like, ah, uh, the, the, the suit, up close probably doesn't look as good as we hope it would be we're going to kind of keep it the shadows we're going to basically do jaws in space which same thing and then once they were able to like get a budget and and actually have some freedom you see a ton of the aliens in aliens actually like scampering on walls and shit oh, yeah. you see more you see more things you see the donkey show <laughs> well to a degree but yeah, no, you you see the donkey show. You don't. You see don't the see the dick. dick go into the donkey, and so no. I don't think Kevin even has the ball to do that. <laughs> probably no, not. If that joke was in Clerks One, they probably would have been closer to the funeral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was what killed her. <laughs> no, it was an embolism that... in the pool. We already know that. Remember? Yeah, but how'd she get the embolism? She was swimming laps trying to get away from the dick. <laughs> The horse no, is thirty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there, but and and that leads us into tonight. There's there's even toxicity between Kevin fans because and we got into it a little bit last week. And there are at least two franchises that we definitely want to talk about. But you know, even in the honor of the elimination chamber being on tonight, Joe wrestling, I feel like even, so I think we'll add that in the mix eventually, but I know we wanted to start with star Wars because I think that honestly might be the most toxic fandom out there. That's my opinion. It's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, they, what's your top three favorite worst fandoms? <laughs> yeah. Top three. And, and you're only a real critic if you get it right. So, Oh. <laughs> Well, worst fandom, Star Wars, The Walking Dead, and, oh, God. I don't know what the third one is. I don't even know. I feel like somewhat current could be Stranger Things, but, I mean, that's just, like, such a Mm. short time. Star Trek, maybe. See, but Star Trek, I don't even feel like... I don't know much about the Star Trek fandom. Neither do I. I I don't feel... I I do, but I don't think it's as... The Star Trek fandom is is more toxic within itself than say like a star Wars or a walking dead because being a wrestling fan can be pretty brutal. I, well, that's one of the reasons why I brought it up because you know, it, it does, it gets that way, you know? And, and the problem with the fandom in wrestling versus say like star Wars or anything like that is because there's inherent violence within the fandom, violence begets violence and people do end up getting hurt probably more than yeah. any, other fandom that I'm familiar with, you know. 
yeah, Star Wars fans, if they hurt each other, it's just because they accidentally whack their lightsaber against the other person's face. Right. And it's really more of like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. And when I mean when I mean lightsaber, I mean fucking lightsaber. Like, <laughs> sure you do. Sure you I do. do. <laughs> I I don't paint my dick green and go vroom. <laughs> not in public. <laughs> that's, that's why we're not doing this nude. Yes. <laughs> well. Yeah. It's a glow in the dark stick. <laughs> it's a glow in a dark stick. I would say CJ does the um. You do the Samuel L. Jackson purple. Yeah, of course. We'll see now. I'm oh, I'm comfortable. You know, except you're not a badass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You just get maced. You're not mace. Oh my god. Do you see what I have to put ah. up with on a weekly basis? Love it. They love it. They love it. Apparently Jay loves it, so, you know, that's all that matters. Right. We have a fan. Yeah, I've had, okay. I've had some of the most unusual conversations and discussions about wrestling probably for however many years since I was a kid. So, I mean, if you don't like certain wrestlers, certain fans think that you don't know anything about wrestling or that you don't appreciate wrestling if you don't like certain wrestlers. And also, also, Joe, you've got the people who, you know, especially once it started coming out that it's 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 choreographed to a degree, you know, and and set up. What? Yeah. What? Seriously? What? Wrestling's not real. Anyway, you're you're telling me Macho Man is not really snorting cocaine? That's all fake? No, that's real. I killed it for like a real life story, but that's why I killed it for my uncle. Like my two uncles, like growing up, they didn't have wrestling like we did. Uh, Right. And so they would have to, they used to set their alarm for like whatever it was, 12, 31 o'clock in the morning to, to watch it on whatever channel. And then whatever year it was, I forgot what, it was one of the Southern companies, of course, but they did like some kind of a, an interview somewhere where they kind of like exposed it a little bit. It was like super late night. And, uh, I think it was my grandmother had both of my uncles watch it one night. They stopped watching wrestling after that. Once they like exposed, like how it's and explained it a little bit. It was like right before like, Hey, it became like a huge thing. And years before the internet and stuff, but they sure. used to be diehards. And once that came out, they said it totally broke their hearts. I can, and I can <laughs> imagine <laughs> it did. Rock, are you telling me the rock really doesn't smell of what's cooking? <laughs> Like there wasn't like like a burger being made somewhere or something. But and it's funny because back in like junior high, like around that era, like wrestling wasn't as cool. Like Steve Austin wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. if you were a wrestling fan back in like junior high, you had to be like super quiet about it because you you just ninety percent of the you time got, you right you took shit poked off, and then all of a sudden you hit high school. Everyone's wearing Austin three sixteen and NWO shirts, and now everyone's a wrestling fan. God, I'm <laughs> feeling old. I was in yeah. college when all that happened. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, you'd be right. You know what I mean? Like I understand what you're saying, Joe. And like, it, it, I I don't even know where I'm going anymore. But yeah, like there were people before before it actually came out though that. That that was the case. Like you'd have those fights between people. Like it's not real. It's real. I mean, those those arguments were brutal. <clears throat> I've watched a few of them. You know, I would still argue that that's still a thing, even though they know it's fake. The fandom is so real. Like it's you get well, sucked into it. You're like, <laughs> but that's the point. Is like we're both fighting and kicking the shit out of each other over something that we know is fake. I, and it would I, be like if CJ and I like fought against each other. Like, no, Darth Maul's better. Fuck you. 
like, dude, we're we're grown ass men. What the fuck are we doing? Wait, is that the it, whole point of our show? <laughs> I mean, actually, like, really punching each other. Oh, that wouldn't wrestling. last very long because you'd kick the crap out of me. But anyway, that's yeah. But is because it kind I'm, of like if you convince yourself enough that it's real, does it become real? Well, and that's and that's the other thing. And I don't know. We're not trying to have a wrestling discussion, but like Mark, our our friend Mark is a huge fan, much like you, Joe. I'd put him right on the same level as you in terms of his fandom. And he hates when people say it's not real. And this is why. Because, no, no, no. He understands that it's set up, it's choreographed, the outcomes are predetermined. He's not one of those people. But these guys are really are throwing their bodies around these rings and slamming themselves into barriers and chairs and all that stuff. The, the, that part is very, very real. So he hates when that word is used because it is very real. It's just set up. Oh, I've, gotten to, I've gotten into huge arguments over the years. And, yeah. And trying to explain to people, especially people that know like very little about it. They only know what they see. They don't know the things that happen behind the curtain or so much about the scripts. They just automatically think that it's like the movies that you're punching someone and you're not actually connecting. It's like, yeah, this is a tiny percentage of you might not really be connecting, but most of it, you're connecting, whether it's light or not. Like you, you're touching them, you're touching the person. I mean, they do those chest slaps. They're really hitting them. They, they do, really they are. And, and you know, like <laughs> I'm going to use a very famous example, so the people who are listening might be casual fans. Mick Foley really fell off the top of a cage and went through a table. There's no way to fake that. He might know how to take the hit so that it didn't fucking kill him, but he still fell 20 feet to a table and put it. And he still and, he still had, had the top half of his ear ripped off in a barbed wire. Mask. Exactly, like that thing. Did, those things happen, you know. Didn't a motherfucker like get bitten by a snake, like a real live cobra once? They devenomized it. But he still got bitten. Oh, yeah, I think that was Macho over. Man. I think Jake the Snake yeah, had him. Well, yeah. Macho, when he was tied up in the ropes, and yep. Jake had the snake. Macho did not like that at all. Like, he was not game for that at all. Because I mean, obviously, who he... would be? But I'm sure right. that some guy, the guy, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. apparently he, he was not into that at all. Sabu probably wouldn't have given a shit, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that yeah, dude's crazy. Randy Savage would be like, oh, no. <laughs> I've, 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 I've spent a little one-on-one time with Sabu. He's, he's, yeah, I, I, I haven't probably spent as much he time. Has his, he has his demons, but honestly, he's still like one of my top three, like all time favorite. I still, I still give him so much props. Oh like, yeah. He, he's definitely very interesting. Joe, remind me after we're done, because I don't want to bore, bore the audience, but I have a yeah. pretty cool wrestling story to tell you about when we're done. Um, but yeah, like there's that, there's that toxicity and, and you know, you brought up last episode joe the incident between Shawn michaels and marty Jannetty, where that was all set up and staged and it was breaking up the tag team and those things happen all the time tag teams break up constantly but the way they did it put a divide between you know Jeanette. mostly people sided with sean which was weird because he was the quote-unquote bad guy in this situation but you know, or the, or to use a wrestling term, he was the heel. But you know, in what? So what now? No, Rico's mug has a heel on it. Oh, it does. Yes, it Show does have heel. a heel on it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and yet it divided a bunch of people. Like, and and you said last week, and I don't disagree from my knowledge base. I basically killed Genetti's career. 
That it did. Moment. I mean, there's a, there's a, obviously no one's probably ever going to know the true story, but I mean, I've seen stories or rumors where it was based around more uh, on politics. Like it was almost like like a punishment for Gennady. I don't, I don't know how true that is. I mean, right. But and, there, and the same thing there is that tiny possibility. And the same thing could be said about the Montreal screw job, which is a whole nother discussion. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things that, that I mean, then again, it's, it's pro wrestling. No one besides the, the two or three people involved are ever going to know the true story about any of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, you guys should do a wrestling episode. Oh, yeah. Rico would love that. You know, <laughs> maybe. Rico's maybe be sick. Rico and I are going to be sick. Yeah. If Rico's, Rico's out one day, Joe, maybe we'll do that one. But, um,. But I do want to move on because I Rico does yeah. look bored to tears, and I'm and there bored. is You're, I'm not bored. You guys are just speaking a fucking other language. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm just trying to like, okay, I know some of these words. I'm Aha. your storm here. It's like the Rock. Aha! Uh, it was heel. a sandwich. I'm heel. I know a heel. Uh, <laughs> wait. Um. What? And now I'm thinking. All honestly, all I'm thinking about, I'm like, Randy Savage played Bonesaw in Spider Man. Yeah, that's true. That's very and, true. Uh, and now I just kept reliving. I'm like, Bonesaw's ready. Yeah, I, I'm so glad I didn't use the term babyface because then he'd really be lost. But anyway, um, but yeah. So, and then with Star Wars, you know, Rico, you brought up Darth Maul. There are people, you know. Well, first off, you could just start with the prequels versus the original trilogy. I mean, that divide is Christ. You know. Is Christ? No. <laughs> why do I talk to you? Preach, preach, baby. <laughs> why, why, why do I talk to you? Oh. Like, really? <coughs> it's Old Testament. Then take a drink of your fill water. I, dr- I drink all my coffee. Um, you know, it's it's funny. My uh, my nephews are about seven and five, and they know of star wars and my brother and i have always referenced it they have toy lightsabers but they never seen any of the movies so my brother introduced them to them he went up to all the first eight he didn't show them rise of skywalker he did not show them solo he did not show them Rogue one and they became fucking obsessed because they're boys they love star wars they're young they're they're into this shit and <laughs> I was having an interest. I, I was babysitting for them last night. And I asked one of them, the youngest one. I was reading him a Star Wars book because now that's the thing. And Jar Jar came up and I said, Hey, what do you think about Jar Jar Binks? And I was really curious of his answer because he's a little kid. Jar Jar is aimed for little kids. He saw Jar Jar. He knows what Jar Jar is. And without missing a beat, my nephew said, and he's four. He said, I think Jar Jar is annoying. And I was like, Holy shit. You are my fucking nephew, dude. I was like, I don't believe you know what the word annoying means. I think you're copying your daddy, but you copied him very well. Well, and because I agree. Enrico, real quick, because I listen. I know, I know that Joe and Ashley are fans, but I'm sure they haven't heard every episode we've done. Tell the story about your birthday with Jar Jar. <coughs> your birthday party. That's pretty much what happened. See. When I was eight years old, Star Wars Episode One pretty much was like the thing because I was in 1999. So my mom knew a guy who had a Jar Jar Binks like mascot costume 
I don't even know the real fucking dude. I may have like met him again years later and not really connected the dots. But like, even as a little kid, I knew Jar Jar was like, okay, I get it. Some of his shit is for aim for me, but I'm just not finding it funny. And he said it that way as a kid. Some of that shit is aimed at me. Those are words he used at eight years old. Pretty much. Yeah. Like I, I my mouth hasn't really uh, improved, improved, yeah, or evolved. <laughs> um, all all that improved was just the facial that covered it. Um, but my <clears throat> mom, without missing a beat, assumed that I loved Jar Jar because she just didn't get it. She loved Jar Jar. So she calls this guy to come to my birthday party. And my mom was like, this is so bad. Like, he's so bad to say. My mom was like, Rico, look who's here for your birthday. Jar Jar Biggs. And I just turned. I saw this fucking, I, and I wasn't an idiot. I knew it was a guy in a costume. But I was so embarrassed and so pissed that she did this. I ran up and I said, fuck you, Jar Jar, and punched him in the stomach. and. My mom was just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And I'm like, I and, I and she had to, like, take me away. And the guy, like, luckily, there's a lot of padding. And I was eight, so I couldn't really talk very well. <laughs> but my mom took me aside. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she says, where'd you get that fucking mouth? Um, and I um, was like, mom, why? And I was crying. Because, fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, why did you do that? Like, that's not a real, that's not Charger, obviously. Like, uh, I basically summed it up through tears. I said, I, because I can't punch you. Because well, I'm like, so upset. You never told us that part before. <laughs> and, and because I was like, there's really, like, no nice way of saying, like, because I'm so furious and I'm so embarrassed. And I was eight and I didn't really know how to express myself. And I was like, because you didn't, why? Why him? Like, and, and I was like, I'm just so frustrated. And then, <laughs> and then <clears throat> ironically enough, I got my ass handed to me at that same party. So a friend, a family friend was picking up all the kids and like grabbing them by their hands and swinging them like in circles, like on, on the grass. Like he okay. wasn't like going, he wasn't like, and then letting go and having the fucking helicopter away. <laughs> no, no, no. This was outside. <laughs> It was like Matilda without the fucking braids, but it was outside in a park. But uh, he did it to my cousin, and I didn't, I wasn't aware, and I just sort of walked into it, and the kid, the feet, bashed me in the fucking face, knocked my ass down, and just, I, I mean, it's, it, I was literally like, sp like spun kicked by like a fucking another eight year old in the face, and so. And Jar Jar the whole time was like, see, motherfucker, that's what you get. Yeah, it was Jar Jar. It was Jarma. It yeah. wasn't Karma. It was Jar Jar. It was Jar Jarma. Oh my God. Anyway, dude, but. So. But the, he, and, I, and like I said, I was not an idiot. I knew it was a dude in a suit, but like, even at eight, I was like, I fucking. Why? Why are you fucking with my fandom? Why are you fucking with my thing? And she never did it again. <laughs> rightfully so and and if if she had done it again i would have probably been like all right this is just now the thing she's gonna do because that's my mom my mom always my mom still years later she's like oh my god we she always says we love jar jar i'm like we don't love shit bitch you do 
Um, but that's kind of a good point. Like, Jar Jar might... Is it safe to say, and this is a question for the whole group here, is Jar Jar the most polarizing character in Star Wars history? No, not anymore. Who's... Character? Yeah. Character. No, what? in the newer ones, there are a lot of characters that people don't like. But not as but not, not as, as polarizing as Jar Jar. That's what I'm saying. Like It was pretty unanimous that Jar Jar was not well received. Even eight year old kids wanted to punch the shit out of him. <laughs> the best was in fanboys. Right. Yo, yeah. Jar Jar Binks is gonna be the shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean that was the joke the when JJ when JJ Abrams was like selected to do Force Awakens, we all were like, if he fucks us up, he's gonna be known as Jar Jar Abrams. Like we're using it as a fucking insult. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would say I would say before Jar Jar it was the Ewoks. But even but see, yeah, and you're right. But even like with the 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 invention, I guess, or the creation of the porgs in the Last Jedi. Now, I look. I know there's a ton of problems with the Last Jedi, Rico. We've picked that to death. I'm not asking you to do that again. But like before we saw the movie, and I don't mean we, meaning you and I. I mean before it was released to the public, we saw pictures of the porgs and. The comments I kept seeing were like, there's the new Jar Jar. We're using Jar Jar as a indicator of badness. And I don't feel I, like... When I, I did see comments like that, I was like, that's not the new Jar Jar. That's the new Ewok. It's them trying to be, here's a thing that's cute and cuddly. That's the whole point why fucking George Lucas created Chewie. He wanted someone kind of cute and cuddly, but still like, we need to make a toy. We need to make toys. That's why he got rich with merchandise rights. Well, because so, he had the contract. He had. I know, but he he was he also he basically said like, oh, I'm going to make a a space opera for kids. You know, that's all it was. <laughs> it was, uh... it, you know, the thing is, is we're all adults, but we are like, no, we're not. It's for, okay, we all are aged adults. <laughs> Mentally, that's a whole other thing, but we. We take this shit seriously, but like Star Wars is for children, which is why it's so amazing when you see grown ass people arguing about who shot fucking first, Han or Chewie or, uh, Jesus, Greedo. Oh my God. That's how fucking I just lost my cred. Yes, he did. We know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, the reason why is because I got an, I was telling my nephew, I'm like, that's Greedo. He's like, no, it's Chewie. His name is Chewie. I'm like, his name is Greedo. He's like, no, it's Chewie. I'm like, why would I lie to you about this? <laughs> why? Wait, what but you, I bring, from... so, you bring look. up a good tra- transitional point, Rico. The, the Han and Greedo argument is another thing. It's like very toxic, you know, like, but you know, but that's the thing is that George Lucas could have just solved that shit. Yeah. But instead he fueled the fucking fire. He said, oh, well, actually, uh, Han Solo shot first, but it was about a half second off from Greedo shooting second. So really, they kind of shot. The- Dude, just say he shot and, first. And now with the new release on Disney Plus, have you guys heard about this? I know Rico and I have talked about it, but have you heard about they've re-edited that scene yet again? And it is simultaneous. Yeah. It's simultaneous, and they added a line in Greedo speak, McClunky, which would like, <laughs> so 
You don't solve the problem. You just added another equation. <laughs> yeah, because everyone wants to know what McClunky is now. You know, like, what does that mean? Because there's no exactly subtitle. What he's doing. Like, no matter how irritated oh, yeah. people he, probably Yeah, get. he probably he's trolling everybody. Yeah. But he's George is a big, giant troll at this point. But, but that wasn't George. That's since Disney this took over. Disney. Disney did that. Yeah, it's all George. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the number the one fan. Straight. He's a hardcore fan. So he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to keep the troll going. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, but this, this, this back and forth and, and things about the, you know, like, you know, you brought up fanboys, you know, Joe, and yes, there's, there is that funny moment that you brought up because it is funny. You're right. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this sequence where they end up at the Star Trek statue. I think it's a Leonard Nimoy statue. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. So, you know, fill in the sure. holes or correct me, but what? Might be it might be Kirk. It might be Kirk. Okay, it's and and Seth Rogen <sighs> dressed like a Vulcan is arguing with the fanboys. You know, he's like Han Solo's a little bitch, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's it's this constant. You know, not only are they fighting with you know the Star Trek people, but they're fighting amongst themselves about what's good and what's not good. I mean, you're you're right. There is the Oh, the prequels suck. Oh, and then the pre- the prequel fan there and there's a whole new what I notice is there's not a major resurgence of people really appreciating the prequels compared to the sequels. That's the weird thing is that now there's a prequel versus sequel divide. And my when my brother told me, I asked him, I said, How did you show the kids the Star Wars movies? Did you do it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Because they haven't done nine yet. And he, and he said, no, we did it four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, just like how we all did. And I said, that's great. Um, how the fuck did you explain, like, because I know they're young, did they get into the fact that this is Darth Vader as a child? It's like, well, yeah. But, and then he said, you know, you really don't have to show anybody ever the first two films. You could just start with episode three. You just have to go into it saying, this guy is named Anakin Skywalker. See, this I, guy is named Obi-Wan Kenobi. I disagree, but I think that's a whole nother conversation because I think you need that build up through the prequels. As, as great as it may not be, you still need that build up. Um, what I'm saying for introducing to I children. guess, yeah. Um, because the kids aren't going to give a fuck about trade federation and politics. No. Well, Enrico, you bring up a valid point because even that, was splitting people like people, you know, like people just wanted their blasters in space and, you know, ships shooting at each other. And, and there were some people that actually didn't mind that stuff. Like you and I have talked about Star Wars, so I'm not going to go into it all deep, but I, those sequences didn't bother me. I enjoyed some of that stuff, you know, it didn't bother me, but I just didn't understand it at eight. I still don't really fucking understand it. I, right. And, and that goes back to our age difference because I understood it the first time and I still understand it now. But you know what I mean? Especially with the world we're living in right now because I think we're on to Emperor Palpatine part two. But that's, you know. I don't remember where I saw it. It was like a thing on. Oh, it was, a, it was Simpsons. I, I'm rewatching The Simpsons and they did a whole thing where they were like talking shit about episode one and it showed in the movie and obviously they didn't call it star wars they called it like phasma wars or some shit or yeah they can't call something. it yeah and it was because they were directly referencing episode one it was a 
fifth, like a five hour movie of just the politics and the trade federation thing. And like it even like the wall explodes and a giant at at comes in. And Bart's like, cool, man, we're going to finally get some action. It's only been three fucking hours. And then like the at at's head kind of comes forward and says, we represent the planet of Ultron, blah, 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 blah. We'd like to be included on this. And then because like, well, you have to wait in for your turn. We'll get to you, Planet Ultra. It's like, okay. And then the ad ad like sits, pulls on a newspaper this. and just like reading this. <laughs> so the so the fucking kids, which I was like, oh my God, Simpsons did this first. I completely had never seen this episode, but this was like a South Park thing copied later where they went to George Lucas and basically bitched him like we want our money back like what is wrong with you why did you ruin your own thing the big bang theory did that they went over on an episode they went over to because you know they're in pasadena enrico you know obviously know the area better than any of us i think but like not really no but how close is that the sin to where the skywalker ranch is skywalker ranch is in um marin county is, marin is county Mar- which is outside of san francisco Right. right. Well, Which that's where, where Rico I, lives. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I am 15 minutes from Lucas Valley Road. Right. But where's Pasadena in relation Southern to Southern California? Okay. Yeah. Pasadena well, is closer to LA. Than, yeah, so it's, is- it's at least eight hours. All right. Well, they drove eight hours to go yell at Lucas about well, something. I would, I, I would too. Because, you know, I mean, I wouldn't fly to go yell at Lucas. I would drive eight hours and stew and then be like, Two hours into it, I'm like, oh, am I really fucking doing this? Am I really driving to go give George Lucas a piece of my mind? Like, I probably won't even meet the fuck. He'll just be like, um, security, get out of here. Like, the fuck am I doing? Now, Rico, would you drive and would you stop for snacks and, and bathroom breaks or would you drive through straight with a diaper? <laughs> you have to think about this. I love it. <laughs> I would purposely wear Jar Jar Binks underwear so I could purposely ruin it even more than what he did to the franchise. <laughs> and then I would fling it at George Lucas. <laughs> so, uh, wait, Ashley, you you obviously are, I would say, the biggest Star Wars fan in this group. I, I think so. I, I, I think... I, I don't know about that. Do you have half oh, the... Have tattoos of it. Thank you. Oh, you are you are basically becoming what you're, we are complaining about. You're not a real fan, Rico. You don't have tattoos. Um, but I'm poor, motherfucker. Hey, you've got fucking fedoras in Jason's face. So okay, I I had a fedora that I didn't pay for. Uh, you stole it. Yes, I stole it. I ripped off someone's skin and super glued it to my fucking arm <laughs> because I'm that. That's how dedicated I am. I ripped off someone else's tattoo. Did, did it no. come with the, Did it come with the toupee when you ripped it off? <laughs> I, I could use it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't implying that. You just basically said, like, you just gave me an idea what my next tattoo should be. I just got a two a, a toupee on my <laughs> a scalp. Toupee tattoo. Yeah. A toupee tattoo. A tattoo. Hey, listen. I know people to have their eyebrows tattooed on, so it happens. Yeah, but anyway, it was pretty hardcore, man. Yeah, but no. So. <laughs> Guys are fucktarded. <laughs> Where do you stand on some of these topics that we're talking about, Ashley? I mean, you're well, you're. I gotta scoot in closer because I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. So I you said, do, do your do you... best impression of me and speak up. 
Alright, so... Oh, what the fuck? I hate everything! Ah! Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> Alright, so here's a here's the thing. I watched... When I watched the original three, I was, like, super duper scared of, like, Darth Vader. I was petrified. Which is probably but the I, idea, to be fair, you know. Well, did I tell you how, like, I became... Like introduced to the original Star Wars? No. no. Okay. No. So my parents, my dad mostly, who might make an appearance behind me, um, likes when I was growing up would tape like movies off like cable, and then reuse the, ta- the VHS, the v, you know VHS tapes like every parent would. Sure. Mm-hmm. And. <clears throat> So this one tape that we had started off with like some Snoopy special. And then when it <laughs> ended, because they didn't have they didn't post the credits back in right. the 80s. Right, right. They just cut it off and then it was the next program. So now they have to, I think, legally put the credits, I guess. They can run or, them at know, the like, bottom. Super fast. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They, they didn't do the credits back then. So, um, so it like... So they would, he would cut it, and then it would go to the whatever program. But I guess he, like, taped over, like, the first ten minutes of Star Wars, I guess. And so when it cut, the end of Snoopy, it was, like, when they got to um, onto the Imperial ship, and it was, like, Darth Vader. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, so it was, like, end of Snoopy, Darth Vader. And yeah. it scared the crap out of me as a kid, but I was like, I kind of like always in the back of my mind wanted to be like, what, what's next? You know, like what, what happens next? But I was like right. too young to watch it. My parents were like really strict, but my dad taped Star Wars for him, like for them. So Darth you know, Vader like, was your sort of boogeyman in a he weird kind of what? And it wasn't until I was a little older that like I went to like oh my god, I was Virgin Megastore. In Union Square. Okay. I bought myself, the, I think it was either the DVDs or the VHS. I can't remember. Maybe, I was going to say probably the DVDs. But I was a dum-dum, and I bought the widescreen version. <laughs> Actually, that's the... Well, or the full screen, full screen version. Not yeah, the I know okay. what you meant. Full screen, yeah. okay. full screen version. Which, why they ever made like that version is beyond me, because it cut out like... 70% can, like you know can I somebody would buy it well that and can I get into that for a second because I actually worked at yeah. a video store for not like Rico yeah. does not like a rental store but like a sales store yeah. um Ashley you probably remember them and and Joe if he can still hear me uh Sam Goody I worked okay. for Sam yeah. Goody and Sam Goody was great my boss is very much like Rico or my boss at the time was very much like Rico. He's very much into movies, knows all kinds of movie and knowledge and trivia and all that kind of stuff. So he taught us, his employees, the difference between full screen and widescreen and why they make the differences. And his, his go-to example of the difference was, um, Dances with Wolves. Because there's, and I've never seen the movie, so I only know this sequence because I was told about this sequence. So if you guys have seen the movie and can fill me in or, you know, clear up some gaps, that's fine. 
But there's apparently a scene where Kevin Costner's character is talking to the Indian chief. And the Indian chief's son is standing behind Costner, making fun of him, like making faces and whatnot. And in the full screen version, he gets cut off. You don't see that because they had to reformat it for the four point, you know, the four by three um, standard television. Ratio, yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you, Aspect Ratio. But in the widescreen, you get the um you get the whole scene you get him standing behind costner making the faces or or mocking him or whatever it is that he's yeah. doing and that was our way of selling a widescreen to our audience when they would come into the store because people would come up to the register with full screen copies because they didn't like having the bars mm. across the top and yeah. we would say to them, hey, look, we know you don't like the bars, but here's what you're missing. And then we would quickly tell the Dances with Wolves thing. And most of the time, it got people to flip. But that's their, the reason for the full screen to your question yeah. is the aspect ratio of televisions because people wouldn't want the bars. And on smaller televisions at the time, like if you had like a 16-inch TV with the black bars, you'd be straining to kind of watch the movie. You know, now with widescreen TVs, it's not as, you know, encumbersome. But it it is interesting because I do have at work movies that come with both full screen and widescreen like it's a flip disc so you on one side is i have a couple of those yeah right and they're usually made like 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 it always looks like it's a very cheap version of the movie like it looks like like zoomed in and super grainy and everything like it was like choppy but yes i bought those hello um and um it was and i want and i watched him like full and i was like Okay, this is not that bad. <laughs> you know, I was like, so I was like you, definitely in my teens when I first saw it. You once know, like you saw, it, once you saw he was an old, crusty white man inside the suit, you're like, oh my god, like, this okay, is not so this like, my dad. All right, <coughs> I didn't say that. You, you're you're projecting but, some shit, Ashley. That's that's all you. Yeah. So, um, didn't we determine so, he was a Volgon? I thought we figured that part out. The fuck yeah. is a Volgon? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's right. Space movie. I it's I just forgot what it was. I have a wonderful husband. He brought snacks. Snacks Um, are good. mm Mm-hmm. So, Rico, why don't you ever bring me snacks? You're not here. No, I said. said, No, I said. Why doesn't Rico? I said Rico. Why doesn't he ever bring me snacks? Same fucking answer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, widescreen. If it wasn't for widescreen, you would never know that Ron Jeremy was in Ghostbusters. That's true. That is true. I forgot about that. So, but did it really uh, help? No. Okay, so then I watched. Then I found out about the difference, and that there was like more to the story visually. And I saw the widescreen version, <laughs> and then I started like then the um. And that was the same time that the episodes one through three came out. So then I went and saw the episodes one through three. And I'm not going to say I didn't like them. I'm not going to say I really liked them. I was neutral because I really didn't know still that much about it. Um, but I think I really got became more of a fan, like delving into like the history and the folklore and all that stuff as an adult. You know, and 
I know I started, I watched like a lot of, and then I had a friend whose uh, brother gave me a lot of the little offshoot things like the specials and then um, some like documentary stuff. And I really started delving into like the, like, like, you know, saying Shrek, like the onion layers, like mm. peeling off the layers of the folklore and stuff like that. And I really got into it and learning more about the characters and the storyline and, but not the books. I, I, I can't, I can't, there's too many books. The EU and all that stuff. Yeah. That. yeah. 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 I understand. And, 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 and that kind of gets to the point. Well, first off, what, but as a fan, what are your thoughts on the toxicity specifically? And then I'll get into okay, my point toxicity. about the EU. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I tried. Oh. That's all right. We kind of went off on a couple tangents. No worries. Yeah. Toxicity. I think I might get some heat for this. Some people, and this kind of goes to where Ben Affleck and, and, and Jason Lee kind of talk to Jay and Silent Bob about fictional characters and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and, but so that's where people fail to see that line that this is a fictional story. You are allowed to enjoy a fictional story, but then they fail to see where it takes over like their mental thinking that it's not, you can enjoy it in your life, but don't let your life get taken over by it. But as, as a fan, do you know what I'm saying? Like I I do. It doesn't have to be your whole life, what you breathe and everything. You're talking about fictional characters. It's not, it's not actually happening. Star Wars is not happening out in the stratosphere. Right. You know, Han Solo is not fighting and smuggling out in, in space. <laughs> Are we sure? Are we sure? I'm pretty positive. Because okay. if there's a Harrison Ford and there is a Han Solo and they look exactly alike, we got issues. <laughs> and know? Indiana Jones in the, in the third. If there was three of them in, in, in our universe, then we have... And we can't understand a single one of them unless well, you know I mean, enunciating. You could have four replicants. I'm just saying there's proof uh, of one. Point. So, you know. Sorry. It is twenty twenty and that's when Blade Runner yeah, started. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like, you have to realize there's a line drawn where you can enjoy it and you can talk about it. We can have discussions. We can like like discuss we can discuss to the ends of the earth about the folklore, everything of Superman and any other, any other um, superhero. Cause in reality it cannot happen. However, I mean, this can be a whole other podcast and a whole other discussion. However, we can have a discussion about the possibilities of an actual Batman because he was an actual human being with no superpowers. And that can actually happen. Right. Well, I mean, and you know, you, yes, you're right. That part's a whole nother discussion. Yes. But the interesting thing, as a quick contrast, Rico, we we talk Marvel probably more than any other topic in the 80-some-odd episodes that we've done, even if it just comes up tangentially from time to time. It still yeah, comes up more than anything else. And there is not as much hate in that world of, what is it, 23 films at this point? Since Iron Man, we're skipping all the pre-Marvel studio stuff, but since Iron Man were like 23 films, 22 films. Yeah. yeah. There is a little bit. But it's but my point is 
there's less controversy and toxicity in those 23 films than there are in eight and, and yeah. basically no, you're, they're, nine. They're right, you're right, but there was a lot when they announced like the the gender switch and sure. and, and, and and stuff like that. There no, were, I, there was a lot of hatred, but with Star Wars, if the people of the fandom can literally be so hateful to a, an actor who plays a fictional character that they leave their social media account. There's a problem with the group. I'm not saying individual. I'm saying group mentality. I'm not talking about individual people. I'm not commenting on individual people's mentalities. But group mob mentality, when you get like multiple people in, in a, a rise, that they can do this in a mob mentality format that it causes people to leave a social media account. Well, and Enrico, you had kind of wanted to mention something about Ahmed Best, so please, I'll let you well, step in. After before Ahmed Best, if you're alluding to Kelly Marie Tran, is that who you're alluding to? Ashley? And also Mark Ham. Mark Hamill left his face, uh, dropped his Facebook account. He's only on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Yeah, but, well, he he also he dropped, dropped one of his one of his uh, social media accounts. Well, Mark Hamill dropped his Facebook. If I if, I think he dropped Facebook because he didn't trust Zuckerberg. Okay, but, and he's gonna drop Twitter because Rico won't stop harassing him. But that's a whole other hey, discussion. I haven't heard, I haven't fucking tweeted at Mark Hamill in at least a week. Rico, you gotta yeah. stop showing up to his door. That's that's it's a whole other issue. Okay, first off. I'd like to say on the record, I don't know where Mark Hamill is. I've never been to his fucking house. She is lying. <laughs> I, I saw the air I, quotes. I saw them. I, I am not acknowledging any air quotes. Um, no, I'm, that, I'm, joking. I'm joking. Okay, thank you. Because if I have to go to court, you're going to be no, my fucking he, defense. <laughs> but here's the thing. I was not a major fan of what Rose Tico became. I was a big fan of the beginning of her story. I was really invested. I liked Kelly Marie Tran's acting as the character. And then how it unfolded was just, ultimately I had to say, that's not how I would have done the character. Despite all that, I still like when, when I saw her in rise of Skywalker, I actually defended her character because I didn't feel like her character was really in Rise of Skywalker as much as she was in Last Jedi. And I felt like the backlash was sort of apparent. Like oh, it was yeah, JJ. Absolutely. I think they underutilized her totally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She kind of just, they fell short on her. We have a friend who made, <clears throat> who made the joke. He's like, I want to see the, the Rose of Skywalker cut, you know, where she's actually in the fucking movie. Oh, absolutely! It's like it's like the Jared yeah. Leto in um, Suicide Squad. No, in, uh, he he made the yeah. joke because of something you said. I think Rico. I don't think he made the joke prior to that because he didn't have a problem with the amount of time Rose had in that movie. He said it himself. Well, because well, his argument was that yeah, she's not in it as much because I was when I first saw Rise of Skywalker, I'm like she's in it for like a total of two fucking minutes. I was kind of engrossed in what was going on because the first viewing it's oh my god what the fuck is going on but like she's peppered throughout the film but literally they kind of just did this whole thing where like hey rose you know we got the whole gang it's me and poe and finn and ray and blah 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 blah, blah. why aren't you coming with us and she's like oh no fucking leia needs me to like do something over here so i'm just not gonna do that and you're like 
okay, and then they just never fucking bring it up again. But that being said, yeah. I saw a lot of the criticism, but it wasn't even criticizing her performance or even the character on a whole. It was just being a bully. I saw a Facebook post where it showed like Kelly Marie Tran at a movie event and she was in a nice dress and everything. And some of the flash photography revealed what that she wasn't wearing a bra underneath. And it was just these guys just con- just like one, they posted the photo and they actually kind of like enhanced it. So you could just see. And then it was just a bunch of guys just trolling her for having breasts. And I'm like, I, and I, you know, they called me a white knight and everything. That's the fucked up thing is when you're trying to defend somebody and just be the voice of reason, they give you shit and call you, they, like they bully you for just trying to not be a piece of shit. And, and how, if I said something, they would have called me a feminist. And right. how, well, how dare Kelly Marie Tran yeah. have breasts? I mean, God forbid and she that, has breasts. And that's kind of what I said. I'm like, what? I was like, look, love or hate her character, she's a fucking human being. Like, what? She's not making this movie to please you. She's doing this for herself and she hopes to pay some she, bills. And yeah. She hopes and she hopes to pay some bills and she hopes that maybe she'll be respected in what she thinks is 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 how she uh crafts her craft. I don't know how well to yeah, phrase no, yeah. it. Um and to just make to just be like, "Oh, look." And it was a lot of racist shit too. It's like, "Oh, Asian women and their weird nipples." It's like, "Wait, what? That's a thing? What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that either. I, so. I don't I don't I never I didn't understand what they were trying to put I don't, and and I kept like trying to, that the problem is you're trying to logically break them down. You're like, okay, I get not liking her, <coughs> but what's that got to do with her nipples? I, um, I, I really want to Google Asian women nipples now, but I'm afraid of what's going to come up. Um, anyway, what's that? Bunch of viruses, probably. Yeah, right. Um, that, that's the coronavirus for all. Yeah, your, your computer is going to get a coronavirus. Yeah, there's. But, so she left. Yeah, and then Daisy Ridley left, and like, I, I've heard of people criticizing Daisy of, of the character of Ray, but not nearly as much. And they would always they they call it the Mary Sue thing, which I'm really not a fan of. You guys know the Mary Sue term? You know, Ashley knows the Mary Sue is. So it became more popular based on uh, Max Landis, who was a fucking piece of shit and max landis did his review about force awakens and a mary sue is basically a female character for the sake of being female to just be different and they give her powers with little to no explanation because she's a woman and therefore feminist and shit like that and yay women rising but we're doing in a really shitty way and he said it, it, it's just a gimmick for movies. I don't really, I mean, it's a, she, if they just made one movie, as much as I don't agree with the term and the history behind it, I would have to kind of see his point. I'm like, okay, they don't explain her powers. They kind of introduce her as being super powerful with no training. I get his point. But they're doing that for the sake of mystery to expand in later films. But there's this 
especially in fandom, there is this whole thing. It's not just, I don't like that character. It's a lot of, I don't like that female character. Right. I don't like that African American character. I don't like why they had to make a stormtrooper black. Yeah, that really annoyed me because, sorry to interrupt you, Rico. No, no, no. Because when they first showed the trailer and, um, and, and Finn popped up and we saw that he was African American and people were like, <gasps> and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, first of all, we've never seen a stormtrooper unmasked. Right. We don't know what's behind their mask. They could be literal aliens. Right. Like, you know, like in the well, cantina. Well, we, we do wait. Ashley, I'm sorry, I had to look away for a minute, so maybe I missed part of your sentence, so I apologize. But you have seen behind the Stormtrooper as per episode two, if you okay, recall. I'm talking, I mean, so again, again I, I'm referring to the original trilogy. Okay, no, no, that, that's that's why yeah, I was just looking sorry. for clarity. No, 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 I was just looking, that's why I was looking for the clarity, because you do get that look at, um, at Django Fett. Tamara Morrison. You know. What? That's that, Tamara Morrison. You're yeah. Saying, you're saying that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not, when I when I'm when I'm I usually talk about Star Wars. I do. Ref, I'm talking more about original trilogy. Sure. Not usually episodes one through three. I, I apologize because when we talk about like canon and stuff like that, usually usually it's referenced as the original trilogy. Right. And, so and just just to be fair, Ashley, the reason why I even bring it up is because getting back to the toxicity as a whole. There may be people that hear this episode and be like, well, what about the first three? You know what I mean? Like, and it would start no, that right, whole. Absolutely. And wait, 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 I, if we talk about the original way that it was written. Sure. And I'm not was, trying to George be that. And I'm not trying to be that person. Don't get me yeah. wrong. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just looking for clarity. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when we first saw Stormtroopers, you know, the original trilogy, we had no idea what was behind those, those helmets. We had no clue. It could have been white men because we never really clarified that they're human right in, it, it, it's in, implied in it, it's implied in Luke's statement early on in the first in the first yeah. one where he talks about he wanted to go join and you know his uncle right. wants him to stay for another season or whatever but yes you're right we never yeah. we never we never established that Luke Skywalker and all of the people we view as human are actually considered humans right we don't know what we don't know what really technically what their you race know, I, or genome. I, br- I brought that up based on episode three mm-hmm. because I realized I'm like, wait a minute, Padme is pregnant. There's no fucking way episode three is over the duration of nine months. So maybe that, that's should... getting into the nitty gritty. <laughs> but yeah. well, I also have a theory because George Lucas, all of his kids are adopted. Maybe he just doesn't know how like biology and pregnancy works. Well. <laughs> yes, he did say that. <laughs> yep. Right. But anyway, so we, we so I'm so when I'm saying human, I'm being very I, I have to put a label on it, but we don't human know if like human the human like humanoid people, is the word. The humanoid people yeah. that we're seeing yeah. are considered humans in the Star Wars universe. But we don't know if the stormtroopers are all humanoid behind the, the helmets or they're like in the cantina, they're different alien race. We have no idea in the original trilogy because we never see really an unmasked, but they all speak English. Well, they, um, they have to be human 
ish in order because none of there never is a difference in the body type and like the way they walk. Well, they are all walking humans. Greedo walks very humanoid like. But that helmet wouldn't fit on his face. Well, again, we find out they're taken from childhood, so it could have been, you know, squished and formed and whatever, you know. You don't know what they were doing to them as children. You know, they were taking them from their parents. We don't know if they did something to them. We have no idea. They literally trained them. But now, so now we're at the later episodes and we find out, oh, my God, there's an African-American. So that just shows us that there's different shades to the humanoid spectrum in this universe and but we had okay. that with, but we had that already with Lando yeah but what's well, that, the big difference there's there's you had Lando yeah what's the big deal of having a stormtrooper who is African American because Lando was never a main character that's their argument I disagree. He's, he's a secondary character who became a main character, but if they're in, uh, look, I'm not saying this. I'm saying no. what they're saying. I just want to establish that. Right. I, I, but I have Atlanta established himself as a previous main character in the past because uh, he, he established a, a very serious relationship between him and Han Solo. He, here's what I would say to that. If I'm going to jump in, because I have a feeling this Lando debate's going to go on way longer than it needs to, but <laughs> yeah. is there was, much like you're talking about, Ashley, and I'm going to reference a movie I know we've all seen, but there's been a serious discussion prior to the movie when they take Darth Vader's helmet off in the third one, and he's a white guy. You know, but mm-hmm. you have James Earl Jones doing the voice all the way through. You know, right. same. So this is like the reverse of that, if you think about it, because when they take off the stormtrooper helmet, everyone's expecting it to be a white guy, and it's it's not. And I'm not saying I have a, no one. I think in this room, and I use that room loosely because we're in a digital room, but no one in this room has an objection to that. Like none of us care. The only the only joke I would make, and I use that term loosely too, is since there's no Africa or America, the the British call. The, they they use the term black british so i'm going black coruscant but that's just me um you know if he's from coruscant if he's from coruscant he actually i think he says in the in one of them what planet they got him from but i don't recall what he said i think it might have been in in the rise of skywalker but um my it, my, my favorite thing from that though is when the first trailer uh was revealed that we saw that close up Everybody said, do you think he's related to Lando Calrissian? And we're all like, yes, because there's only two fucking <laughs> black people in space. But see, okay, and I, look, this is not meant to be a Star Wars discussion, but for those who have seen Rise of Skywalker, then they fucking shoot themselves in the foot with that because it turns out that woman might actually be related to Lando. And he delivers it really creepily too. He does. Like you don't, but, you don't yeah. know if he wants to bang her or if he's like, "What's well, fine." Yeah, it was, really, just... it was a really awkward moment. It was, it was like so, all, all that stuff is going down too, and it's like it was really awkward. She was what, like, "I don't know who my people are." He's like, "Well, let's find out." It's like, well, what see, does that mean? <laughs> right, and, and we're, we're, we've gotten kind of off, so I'm going to try to bring us back to the, right. to the but thing it's here. It's all about the toxic, you know, because no one. And, and it's unfortunate in the Star Wars universe 
that no one's ever happy. No one is ever, ever happy in the and, Star Wars universe. And I feel like m- more than any other movie franchise ever. Like movie franchise. We'll get to TV in a second, but no, no. But movie franchises for sure. It, there's no, there's not one that's more toxic or more divided than Star no. Wars. See, I like, I like the newer three. Um, I liked Rico like, likes two of them. <laughs> I liked, I liked them. I thought, I, I actually thought after Carrie died, I thought it was. I was not going to like them because I thought they were going to remove her character, but they kept her in. I thought they did a good job. No, I, I'm not a big fan of Rian Johnson in general. Rian Johnson? <laughs> yeah. I was not a fan. I mean, I, I, gave him, I, gave him, I gave him a little bit more credit than he would deserved. <laughs> but, you know, J.J. Abrams, I think that J.J. Abrams should have followed through with the all three, honestly. But he did, I think the last one, considering what he had to fix, he did a good job. Well, and yeah, and we, we said the same thing. I know Rico's big argument, and I, and Rico, I, I try not to speak for you often, you know that, but I think I'm safe on this one, is that his biggest appointment with the third one is he would like to have seen what Ryan Coogler was going to do with it, and because Ryan Johnson... Or- Shrew Trevorrow. Oh, yeah, Trevorrow, I'm sorry. What Trevorrow was going to do with it, and because um, Ryan Johnson fucked it up so badly, J.J. had to step in and, and to your point, actually fix it, you know. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think with the material he had, like the pieces, like the tattered pieces that he had, he did a, a, a pretty decent job. Absolutely. we And we said that on our Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker episode, so if you get the chance, go check that out. But... I do want to, we mentioned, or I mentioned that the most toxic movie uh, fandom has to be Star Wars, and Ashley, you brought up to me in between our two recordings that you really felt like the same thing applies to The Walking Dead for television. Oh, oh yes. And oh. now, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie to you, I've not seen five seconds of that series, so I know nothing about it. Rico's a fan. So, I was a fan. Okay, we'll put it this I way: stopped. he he can speak more elo- eloquently and educated about it than I could even try to. You know, the only thing I know about it is there's a guy named Carl, and apparently they yell at him and say Carl killed that kills people, and people yell at me because of that. So that's all I really Get know in about the, house, the show. Carl. Exactly. So I Carl. will. I will um, briefly step back and let you guys go but i'm looking to be um informed so please it's the same thing it's the same thing as that no blurred that blurred line between reality and fictional characters you know where people are like i love when you you do that (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you know these and, and unfortunately with the walking dead it's it's mostly women um where they think that Norman Reedus really is Daryl Dixon and that mm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan really is Negan. And they go up to them at a convention, let's say, and they say, hi, Daryl. Hi, Negan. Right. And call them by their character name. And like, and, and they try to rip their clothes off, you know, while outside or coming bite out them. or bite them. Some lady bit 
Oh, Norman Reedus at during the photo op. During the photo op because she wanted to bite Norman Reedus or Daryl Dixon, and like it's like it's a very again mob mentality. <laughs> Not oh, it is. I mean, they, it's okay to say that. It's like it's like, they think it's like that they they some people think they are in relationships with these people because they delve into them. You look on Insta on Instagram. Some of these people that comment on their the actor's official Instagram. It's like, I love Norman Reedus. I read us forever. Da, 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 da. I mean, why do you have to change your Instagram uh, tags to the person's name? That's a little bit extreme. I think I saw one where it was sort of recent. I'm not naming anybody. I don't, I don't even know their name. They took a photo with a celebrity and then they just changed their entire Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember which one it was to, it was just a devotion of that celebrity. And then it was just covered with like the numerous photos they took with that celebrity, the video they took of that celebrity. It's just like, you just took away the whole point that this was your profile. You just made this, Hey, that one, that a shrine for, and I'm sure I'm not saying don't take away the happiness of meeting one of your favorite celebrities or meeting one of your crushes or whatever, but that's the difference between, oh my God, I, I met a celebrity. I'm really like excited. I just want to share it all to you. Be like, look at this thing that has nothing to do with life. And look, right. I, I made it now define me. Now I'm they, that. They, they have it person. define their life yeah. and they, they go to like, well, rest in peace walker stalker convention and they would go and i mean it was like thousands of women mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of women and they would just like like if they if they would hunt like these these people down stalking them like stalking them if they saw a bottle, like a like a soda can, still <clears throat> sitting on the table that they drank at their signing table, they'd steal it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Jeffrey Dean back, Morgan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan drank from this. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I'm like, that's a little psycho. Well, yeah, and the stalking dead. And 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 to briefly jump in, just so I feel like I'm part of the conversation for a second. Like the same same thing happened. Like we're all we're all too young for this, which is I'm grateful to be able to say that. But like the same thing happened with David Bowie at his height. They yeah. they I mean, and it's depicted very well in Almost Famous, if you guys are familiar with the movie. Like he yeah. that sequence when he's at, you know, the hotel in Cleveland and, and they're like, It's Bowie and there's people dressed up like Ziggy Stardust and throwing yeah. glitter at him. I mean, like that really happened to him on multiple occasions and people, you know, didn't want to meet David Bowie. They wanted to meet Ziggy Stardust, you know? So but that, that goes with everything. I mean, most idol worshiping celebrities that are like, there's an actor you really like. And then there's that movie star. And, you know, it, they get a lot of that attention. I mean, it, it's not good. I'm not condoning it, but it's it's not like it was just Bowie and and, and no. Negan. It, it goes for Johnny Depp. It goes for Robert Downey Jr. It goes for Frank Sinatra. It goes for Elvis. It goes for the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles were like, we can't go outside. Like, we had to go to fucking India. The Rock. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. Like anytime he does a video and he's in public, doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter if you've seen one of his movies or ever didn't know he was a wrestler. Like, everyone knows who The Rock is. He can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. And, bothered. and honestly, like, it, 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 I mean, we don't have to like the music or whatever, but like, Taylor Swift's house is broken into, I think, three times now. Like, there was Madonna. one. What's that? Madonna used to have all kinds of crazy stalkers. Yeah. Especially but, years ago. But Taylor Swift came home one night from my, if I recall the story correctly, and found the dude sleeping in her bed. Like, I mean, that's. That was just a Wednesday for Robert Downey Jr. in the, in the 90s. Okay. Well, you, know, you meant it was him. Yes. Okay. I get yeah. it. Sorry. I. Phew. Yeah, um, but what we didn't know was it was Robert Downey Jr. who was spazzed in her bed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so Taylor Swift was a little girl <laughs> before she was famous. And I'm trying to think there was a there was a TV actress where the guy was so obs- obsessed he shot her through her screen door. I'm trying to think of what the show was. Um, it was from an '80s show. Um, oh, that was like horrible. That was like the obsessive uh, with Selena. Yeah, back in the same 90s. thing. Well, no, Selena ended up being her stage manager, wasn't it? But she was obsessed. She didn't want anyone else to have That's right. her but her. If That's no right. one could have her, if she couldn't have her, no one could. But going back to like this Walking Dead thing, I'm just, I actually yeah, just sorry. pulled up, let's say, for example, Norman Reedus' Instagram. Someone wrote, you guys are like my family, you know, uh, and it's like, let me see. Well, let me let me interrupt you for one second. We don't know everybody. I, I, I have had people that have actually like, haven't had a very functioning actual family, like a physical family. And they reach out to online people. I'm not, I don't know the context, but that's my point is we don't know everybody's context. It, it, but it, there is that borderline obsession of like, you guys are my, like my family. Now she was talking about the other people in the fan club. Like you guys are like my family. No, it's it, 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 let me give context. He posted a photo of the crew and cast of Walking Dead. Mm. So they were saying like the cat, the cast is like her family. That's you know? I didn't understand that. I apologize. Sorry, that I yeah, that I should. No, I, I I jumped the gun. Um. Oh, here we go. Another post. Another comment. Getting ready to watch Daryl do his thing. Me and my dog love Daryl and dog. You know what the ultimate irony is that Daryl's not from the comic. No, no, it is a made up character and it was a spot on, well written character. Right. You and Carol have to get together. I accept nothing less. Love to you and your family. Well, you better accept that shit because it ain't going <laughs> to fucking happen. And I, that's the question is like, I accept nothing less. Okay, well, what are you what are you going to do about it? And that's always the weird ones. Like, yeah, I I don't remember if I said this last time we were doing this, but I went to the Fox Theater to see Kevin Smith, and there was a whole line. Well, you 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 went to see Kevin Smith. You haven't mentioned that at all in the last three months. Shut up! Shut the fuck up, Gobot. But remind me, did I, did I, you know what I'm, you know what I'm alluding to, CJ, right? Did no, are I, you talking I about that? I, are you talking about the superhero fan? Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So now listen, I, I found out more later that because when I first saw this person, I was like, I don't understand. They were dressed up in a Superman costume, cape and everything. And they were all over their costume was like, 
like a like a like a whole sentence, like saying that they were a victim of of uh, like not of sexual assault. Uh, it was, they were a victim of sexual assault, and they were like advertising it basically and saying that like this this is a message. I'm in the line to try and meet Kevin. I have a Potosky shirt. I just want to give him and yada yada yada. The person that I'm talking about was behind me. And then it got to the point where Kevin announced, okay, that's it. No more questions. No more meet and greets. I got to go. We'll go by. We all kind of went up to the staff to say, like, is there any way you can give this to Kevin? The person I'm talking about made such a chilling comment that it, it made me say, I'm leaving the fucking theater right now. I'm getting the fuck out of here because I don't know the situation. I don't know who they are. They said, you don't understand. I have to meet Kevin Smith in person. I have to give him this gift. And they're like, there's nothing we can do. I'm sorry about that. And then she said, well, then I'm just going to do what I'm going to fucking do. And I texted my friend who was upstairs in the balcony because he let me run down. He's like, I'm not waiting in line. You go do you. And I said, we're getting the fuck out of here because I don't want to be in the middle of like a bomb. You know, I don't know what she's got. I don't know if this is going to be a fucking John Lennon situation. I don't know. And I'd rather not know and then find out later. <laughs> so ultimately found out like she was a victim of abuse. She just, that was her persona. That was her thing. And it came off a little weird, but it didn't weird me out too much because it's in the Bay area. There's everybody's fucking weird. So, but that was, that was the first realization. I'm like, this is taking it too fucking far. It's yeah. one thing to dress up as Silent Bob and like the fucking guy. It's another thing to go to the events and wait in line to get, you know, and say, Kevin Smith, I have a gift for you. And it's not the word of Jesus. It's, it's not that shit at all. <laughs> and then to have <laughs> this person make oh. such a fucking comment, just, it scared me, dude. Yeah. And, and what? Like, go ahead, Ashley. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, I mean, and it was with someone who was like, legitimately the nicest person in the world, you know, you know, who literally has dedicated probably 70 to 80% of their career to actually meeting their fans and interacting with their fans, Right. (laughs) you know, which is opposed to a lot of other directors that I've interacted with I mean, okay. like i don't know too many directors but you know like most directors don't spend that kind of quality time with no. their fans that he does um so to 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 have that kind of reaction is a little cuckoo a little mm-hmm. excessive it's a little excessive for <laughs> a, a kevin it's a, it's fan a little extreme it's a little yeah. extreme and um and, and i hope that person did get to give them that gift. I, I do hope they did. Yeah. And I hope that they are okay. Um, but Well, Rico, uh, you said you found out some stuff after. Do you want to fill in on that? I think they did meet up. I think well, no, like... But not just that. Didn't you, you sent me a picture later, like weeks after the fact. Do you well, want to... Well, no, it, it was more the fact that I was like, oh my God, like, it wasn't like I discovered anything. I was like, I discovered her fucking Facebook or her Twitter. But like, it seems like it, it seems like from what Rico showed me, and we don't, and we're certainly not going to give out names. But it seems no. like she's a bit of a social, um, social justice advocate in a way. And I guess the way I Rico, after you showed me that, the way I interpreted your interact, not your interaction, but the interaction you observed 
mm-hmm. is that she wanted to use Kevin to exploit her brand or exploit Kevin to spread her brand. That's I how I kind of. I don't know what she was trying to give him, but I know she. I know it was like we talked about this last week that Kevin and his being so generous to his fans is a double-edged sword. Yes. You know, we talked about how, like, I think she was like, I have a message I want to put out there, and I want a celebrity to kind of endorse it. Well, the only real possibility of an accessibility to a celebrity is Kevin Smith. It's not going to be Johnny Depp. It's not going to be Samuel L. Jackson. It's going to be Kevin Smith who's going to sit there and be like, Sure. Tell me what's going on. Let's talk about it. Tell me about your life. Let's go. Like, you know, that whole thing that he does. And for she, I'm sure she's a massive fan, but she was also like, I got to spread the word. Now, in retrospect, I had to do my own soul searching because I bitched about like, oh, Kevin Smith hurt my feelings and I got over it. And then I, and then my girlfriend and I, we talked about it more in context. And she said, you know, I don't think he was purposely avoiding you. I don't, I think he just can't acknowledge, like, he can't endorse your product. You wanted to give him a t-shirt of your podcast as a gift, but it may not have come off like that. He may, he may have to say, I can't acknowledge this because I don't want him to get the legal ramifications of saying, I, I condone pot askew. Especially since maybe you that's didn't why. get. Especially since you didn't get to tell him, like you, you didn't get to say to him, "Hey, this is just a gift for you." You, you had to hand it off to somebody who then presumably handed it off to Kevin, right? You know? So now the whole thing is me, and I stopped doing it. But I'm like, I was tweeting, I'm being like, "Did you get the shirt? I don't care if you like the product. I don't care if you fucking sue us. I just want to make sure you got the fucking shirt. <laughs> That's all I care about." Yeah. So. But I, 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 had to think I, I care I if he sues us, but you know, whatever. I, I, well, that's beside the point. I, I did never, I never thought of it like, oh, he can't acknowledge it because it would be like him endorsing us, and he may not want to do that, or he may not legally be allowed to do that. So, you know, I was looking at it as Kevin Smith, the guy, the human. Like, hey, do you, I just want to give you a gift, not, oh shit, he's Kevin Smith, the business, because it is a business too. And he's actually very good at his branding. Yes. Right. He's so actually he's th- brilliant at his branding. I, I He found the right formula for himself. Right. But and then that- I put the whole, everything in perspective. So I've kind of, I've definitely calmed down a lot. Yes. It. But backing up to the toxicity section for a minute, like, because you were telling your story, Rico, that you know I've heard before, but you were sharing it with Ashley and Joe and, and some of the people who may not heard it before. And it makes me think, and and also actually, your story about the the woman who bit um, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Yeah, he. It makes me, and I don't know why I, my brain went there, but it makes me think of when The Dark Knight came out and the shooting at the movie theater in Colorado. Oh, the Dark Knight Rises. No, that was The Dark Knight. No, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was 20, The Dark Knight. Twenty twelve. Colorado Aurora, Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012. Yeah, it has to have been with it was with Bane, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't the guy, Joker, it was Bane. The guy called himself the Joker and thought of himself as the Joker, but it was during Dark Knight Rises. Because Dark Knight was like what? Oh nine, I believe. Oh eight, I think it was oh eight. Oh eight, oh nine. It's usually like 
three to four years is usually how they space it. So like, yeah, Fabian Begins is 2005. Yeah. 08 for Dark Knight and then 2012. Either way, CJ, I, I was just, it was Dark Knight Rises, but go, go with your point. Well, it's just to, to the point of the, the excess of the obsessiveness. You know what I mean? It, you know, of, this, of, this, of what being to, thinking that you're so thinking that that guy was the Joker, like taking that far right, too literally, right? You know, and 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 the obsessiveness with the the culture and the the movie and all of that, you know. Well, the whole thing that really strikes me as interesting is that's why I was afraid of potential backlash of the movie, the Joker. Yeah, yeah. I remember Did that you you, you brought that up a while ago. Now. It was the when I went and saw it in theaters, I was legit afraid that there would and could be a shooting for the first time in my entire life going to see movies. And I went and saw Dark Knight Rises in theaters after the shooting. Right. Like I, I, but I knew they were going to check on security and blah, blah, because that's what they did. We had people check our bags and like frisk us and shit and like pat us right. down. Um, but for the movie, The Self, The Joker, I was, I, I was more amazed that. Warner Brothers and the Fickers didn't like connect the dots. Be like, we want to make a movie, an origin movie about a criminally insane guy who goes even deeper down the fucking insane rabbit hole, who becomes basically a poster boy for the lost, the ill, the abused, and then sort of validate it. I was more concerned that there was going to be a lot of people saying, I identify with the Joker. I get him. He speaks for me. That's why I shot that school, Your Honor, because I like the Joker. That's what I I still am afraid of that. And the fact that there was a guy who called himself the Joker who shot up a theater at a Batman movie is just fucking nuts to me. Yeah. You know, and it's still sad. And, and I will say they did air Joker in Aurora because of that. They, you know, the people of Aurora said, we do not want the fucking Joker here. Like, show some respect. And they're like, okay, we won't show it at your theater, but everywhere else in Colorado is fine. Just not in Aurora. So it's, it's weird. It's, we're in a weird time in our life where you now are considered, like, you could be scared of your fans because. A lot, there are a lot of normal fans, and then you get a lot of not so normal fans. And you, you get know, your mental ills, you get your abused. The reason why they're such diehard fans is because they, a lot of them do come from broken homes and shitty upbringings. And watching Star Wars is the only thing that made them fucking happy, or wrestling, or Walking Dead. And then they say, Oh my God, that person liked my tweet. I love them. They acknowledge that I exist, and then it's just that one fucking just like the the Joker. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sounds you just know, like the Joker. He, it, you know, he's obsessed with. I mean, CJ hasn't seen it, but he doesn't plan. He just on hasn't seen it. Well, Nor do I, I wanna, plan to. Well, I don't want to ruin anything for either of you. Joe, no. are you planning on seeing it? Eventually, but it won't ruin our television anyway. It doesn't matter. He okay. got mad at me that I saw it. Was that I watched it without him? He walked in the last five minutes. Okay, Joe, have you seen The King of Comedy by Martin Scorsese? No, I have not. Okay, have you seen Taxi Driver? 
Yes. Okay. So to, you take those two fucking movies, you put some white grease paint on it. It's the Joker. The King of Comedy. Ashley, have you seen the King of Comedy? Probably a long time ago. Just as a refresher, it is an underrated Scorsese classic. It is Robert De Niro, because of course it's Robert De Niro, as a struggling stand-up comedian who kidnaps a talk show host, holds him ransom, until he lets him do the opening monologue of the show. By the way, the talk show host is played by Jerry Lewis, and it's great. Wow. Joker. Joker features a a struggling stand-up comedian who obsesses over a talk show host played by Robert De Niro and dark shit happens. Like, all they don't even have fucking Batman in the movie. Bruce Wayne's 10 years old. Like, what is this movie? I don't necessarily need an origin story of every Batman villain. That annoyed me because the the age timelines don't really add for me. Because that would make, because he was like obviously an adult. He was definitely in his 30s. That means when Batman would be a full fledged adult, Joker would have been like 60. 50, 50, 60. Yeah, 50 yeah. Or 60. Yeah. And I'm be like, mm. yeah, I, I, I already <laughs> had a problem with that movie before that. And then Rico gave me that information, the timeline stuff. And I was like, nope. Um, now I'm, yeah, gar- he guaranteed I'm never- made- Bruce Wayne a little bit, a little bit older. They shouldn't have made a Joker movie at all, but that's another. Yeah. I mean, what's next? Are we going to get it a whole? It was really good, though. Are we going to get an origin story of why Lex Luthor went bald? Like, do we yes. give a fuck? Lex Luthor is the next oh, one they're Michael making. Michael Rosenbaum plays Lex Luthor again because he played a really good Lex Luthor. I mean, have you seen John Cryer? Huh? Have you seen John Cryer play him? No. He's <laughs> really. Really good as Lex Luthor, but look, no, I, I like, but but Michael Rosenbaum does Rosenbaum Rosenbaum Rosen Rosenbaum yeah Rosenbaum he does he did really good in Smallville. I like. Got to be careful with Rigo. He's in. You got to be careful with Rigo. He's the name police. So no, no, I I did, because B A U M. Some people say Baum. No, yeah, you're. Bomb. You're a hundred percent right, but Rigo's the name police, so if That's yeah, fine. In in New York, we say bomb, but he's not New York, so it could be bomb. Yeah. Well, in That's English, in English, we say bomb. <laughs> but the New York Jews say bomb. Yeah, but the New York Jews fucking mispronounce everything. Oh yeah. my god! My, da- my dad's from ne- my dad's from Massachusetts. He doesn't know when to fucking use his R's or drop his R's. Yeah, my dad's from Brooklyn. He says idea. Yeah. Or idea. <laughs> yeah, I wish you had a fucking better idea on how to pronounce fucking idea. Yeah, I wish too. <laughs> did did we I, lose for, Joe? For years, I for years I thought car keys was khakis. <laughs> My dad said, "Go get the khakis," and I'm like, "The fuck is the, the pants?" He's like, they have "No, it. pack a can, have a yard, yeah, pack the fucking cat." Yeah. But they, but another like, pack the cat. <laughs> no, he would say car keys, but for a car. It was always like, the machine. Khakis. khakis. But it was always the machine. He would never say the cat. He would say the machine. Get the khakis and start the machine. That's weird. I was like, what, what fucking planet are you from? It's not an accent. It's a whole place where no one speaks correctly. Well, I, <clears throat> I, I want to bring it back around a little bit besides dialects. You never let us have fun, Rico. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what I'd hoped 
for several hours of discussion was that we would, I had hoped, and I'm sure foolishly, that we would maybe solve this. And I don't no. think we ever will. Um, so it's I. Like chicken and egg situation. It really is. It really you is. Know, you know what would have solved it is when people saw the Joker, they would have been like, okay, that's a thing I don't want to be. It's not, not. Oh, I, I understand. No, I meant the bigger picture, not. I'm yeah. talking about the bigger picture. I'm talking about all the crazy fans out there when they watch the Joker be like, I shouldn't be like that. That. You're not supposed to understand him. You're supposed to be repulsed by him. You're supposed so, to you can, you can be sympathetic, but you're supposed to be like, at least I'm not that bad. I won't shoot Robert <laughs> there on the face. Spoiler. True, true. I will say that I think we are all lucky that the thing we're probably the biggest fan of is the most access- accessible. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podeski was a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeski, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our work via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. The Admiral here just called Han Solo a bitch. Good one. It's pretty strong words for Trekkie. Okay, well, Trekkie is derogatory at this point in the game. Trekker is what we're called now. Trekker. Oh, I'm sorry. Trekkie. Let's just take a look see. What's with the man purse? Yeah. As I thought... Scanner reads, douchebag.